can fuck rock. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie March. I'm Stephanie Hansen. And we are live at FitFest, Minneapolis-St. Paul Magazine's FitFest, which is so awesome at the University of Minnesota uh, Fitness Center. We have been here now for three years, I think. Yes. Four years, something like that. And usually we're here kind of earlier in the month of January, but I have to tell you, this sort of later February date is perfect because let's face it, by now your resolutions are El Gonzo yeah. and you're like, oh, maybe I can't do this fitness thing by myself and I might need like classes or help or a trainer or assistance. Well, and I think there's a lot of to say about, you know, you kind of, even if you did start out strong, you know, and you've, it's just, it's another level. It's like a boost. It's like, hey, let's, you know, figure this out. And maybe you want to change paths. Maybe what you started doing bar. Maybe you plateaued. And it didn't work and you're and you can't figure out what's next well come on down and what's next because down here at fit fest you can obviously what's awesome about it for me and what i think is the most fun is that you get to sample a ton of different workout things like a different class different nutrition you know seminar and you don't have to like pay you just show up i'm surprised Maybe you have to pay to come in but you have to just show up to the class yeah so you pay to get in and the way it works is you can sign up for different classes and they're like they're real classes. Yeah. And then you can come into the expo area and see what people's packages are. There's a lot of cute clothes in here, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, so, like, I'm a member of Yoga Fit. And right. And they're right over the way there. And they have lots of different classes that aren't just straight yoga. Yeah. Like, they have a yoga burn class that literally... Right. It's a 40-minute exercise class that's intense. And then you finish up with a little yoga... Um, yoga poses and a little more relaxation that class is amazing i can burn like 450 calories in that class is that really i mean well and you can do i mean like you can learn torque cycling if you haven't tried that yet yep that's always a good thing to try the bar class i just think is fun if you i've you know if you hear a lot about it but you really don't know how that's gonna how you are gonna love it then this is the great time to try it out Absolutely. And we always talk about we're right in front of aviary and this is the silks that the arm strength and the core strength required to do that is. I don't it looks know. so I'm, easy. It looks I'm like looking it's at fun. This woman's arms right now, I you know. guys. I wish you could see them. It's Michelle Obama. Holy, arms. it's seriously. holy, holy. Yeah, it is. Perhaps I'll post them on my Instagram but, story later. And you don't have to worry about not feeling. I mean, there are all shapes and sizes. Yes, this is celebration of the body. There's the mind. The you know, there's Spirit, all wellness. The soul. You I had a little essential oil this morning. Did you? I got yes. acupuncture this morning. So did I. Which means, like, do I? Am I slurring my words? I might. <laughs> it's possible that I'm so relaxed that I can't do this radio show. You guys, if you've never done acupuncture, Northwestern Health Sciences is here and they'll do a little test for you. Uh, not to derail because yeah. I already made this giant proclamation this morning. Yes, but do it. Seven do years it. cancer free today. Let's and get a weekly to shout out <laughs> for no cancer. Yeah. Like seven years ago today, I was in surgery, getting a double mastectomy and on the road to what was going to be some very, two very challenging years. But I will tell you, I did acupuncture the entire time. The entire time you did. With chemo yep. and radiation. And it really helped me. It helps cancer patients. It helps sinus patients, helps uh, menopause symptoms. Yeah. It can even help with weight loss and help you balance your chi. Yes. I agree on that. And I also think that it's just, I think it's kind of, if you're afraid of needles, you shouldn't be because they have, they have what we like to call the Cadillac of needles, which is like, you don't even know what's happening. And yeah, all of a sudden you, you don't look feel down it. and there's like this little thing dancing in your skin and it's not even, it doesn't hurt at all. And yet it actually, I mean like the one that went in my hand this morning, like I felt immediate radiation of heat 
And there's a physical thing. It actually is. It's not it's just kind voodoo. of like a nerve. It is like a sensation in your nerves. Almost. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. And anyway. when you get acupuncture, like in a clinical setting, usually you lay there for 30 minutes with the needles in. like, it's like a quick nap. Yeah. It's pr- quite relaxing. It's actually. Lovely. It is true. So there it is. We're down here at the U of M and you can, uh, this fitness center is so great because, um, it's just, God, this is a state of the art facility that is of course open to the public and you can join it as well. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's not a private place. You can, oh I mean, Oh my gosh, I did not know yeah, that. It's you, four levels of yeah. just beauty. I mean, you can join, you can, you can buy packages, you can buy a membership to it. It's I kind of great. I did not know that. And it's a massively awesome place. Yeah. So come on down and, and take us a visit. Yes. It's uh, uh it's a really beautiful, well-lit fitness center and you know, just light. Have you noticed yeah. the light? I do. Is changing. I do. In the world. Thank God. Oh, thank God we're back. We're like I've heard a bird. I know. In I, heard the last, the other day. I was like, Oh, the birds. Oh I saw a flock of geese. Oh God. Like, uh, it's, it's happening. It's, it's happening. We're, we're slowly we're have turned back. this corner. I know. I know. I know. And you had a good dinner last night in celebration of. Oh, things. I did things. I went to grand cafe. Oh, I, you, you know, we talk about good places to eat Yeah, and there's great food and lots of great food. They just hit it on all cylinders there from the minute you walk in the door, it's warm, it's cozy, it's very beautifully decorated. You sit down, everyone was given a glass of sparkling kava yes. in this most incredibly beautiful pink glass. Yeah. Then uh, we sit down and we're looking at the menu and they do a great job of explaining the menu. We order, sh- they tell you like, oh, you might want to order a couple sides just to make, like, they just walk you through that menu. Yeah. I got, I drank Riesling last night. I would never drink Riesling. She's like, I really think you would like this here. Let me get you a little sample. Yes. They like, take care open. of you. Yes. And just, and I, I drank two glasses of a wine I would have never ordered. Yeah. I just would have been like, oh, I'll have the Comte de Rhone or whatever my usuals are. Yeah. Um, they had a new thing on the menu last night that was a little oyster that was grilled. So the liquor of the meat is in the little shell with like a sabillon cream with yeah. these little crispy potato chips on top that Listen. you just tipped up into your mouth. And it was sweet, savory, creamy and salty and crispy yeah. all in this one little. Mm. Yeah. You can get a little like, oh, you know, another. Was it just gras. the two of you? No, we were with another couple. Okay. And uh, he loved it too. He's allergic to wine, That's and right. there's a lot of things I'm that have wine: balsamic you, vinegar, red yeah. wine vinegar. And he's not going to die or anything, but right. he gets jangly nerves for days. Yeah. So he's nervous to eat in a restaurant like that because a lot of French preparations, it's full of wine. He told them what his situation was. She said, "I'll go talk to the chef." She came back and she said, "Would you mind if the chef just prepared something for you special?" Yeah. Just to make sure. Just like, to make sure. So he had this beautiful sturgeon dish with dill, Ooh. and he didn't feel like he was getting something without the sauce. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. They just, they really take care of him. He didn't feel weird. Yeah. He, he, she was like, can you just like let the chef take care of you? He was like, absolutely. Yeah. I would, I would prefer that. Thank you. Yeah. And he, uh, rather than every dish I order worrying if there's and wine then, in and it. Then like, and, and the server looking at it like, mm. Uh, I think so. Let and me go check. Mm, she set uh, down a dish that I ordered and she said to him, just so you know, you probably shouldn't have any of that. It has wine in it. Okay. Like again, that little extra touch. Cause that wasn't even his dish. It was mine. And don't you feel that this is what I, f- this is the thing that I fear that we're going to lose. Like this beautiful humani- humanity and touch of service that is at the essence of this kind of dining. I feel like this is going to be the rarity now. We're all going to, this is, this should not be a surprise. This should be the norm. This used to be in the heyday 
people who were serving you. I never you thought about it like that. Were the ones who should do that. And for some reason now we're like, oh my God, they were nice to me. Yes. Think about that. I, I am thinking about it if and I hear what you're saying. the captain of your table, she is the director of your experience, your server, then she should say, I know exactly what to, how to help you. And, and it's, it's, and it is a rare feeling to feel as, and someone was like at the table, this couple, they go, well, they probably know it's you. I'm like, you know what? I don't think they do. And even if they did, I, I'm not any big deal here. People like, you know, you think she, it's a big deal, but she's already got her James Beard nomination. That's right. She doesn't <laughs> care about me. She's just a good human. That's doing good work for everybody. Every other table here is getting an experience. I think very similar to ours. Yeah. I think so. I will tell you a funny, so, you know, the end of the night and it's a couple and we've split the bill and we're both, you know, tipping Kurt's a 20% tipper. And yeah. the guy says, what are you tipping? Kurt says, and I'm like, Kurt, please give $20 extra. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, that's going to make them feel weird. And I'm like, no, it's not. I'm just doing this because as someone in this business, I want this woman to know, and I'm going to give it here. Give me 20 bucks. I put it down as cash. Yeah. I was like, I just want her to know. She was that extra special. Yeah. And I'm just going to throw an extra 20 on the pile. And no one needs to feel bad about it. See, it's my personal money, and I want to contribute it to her excellent service. To yeah, because she made you feel taken we did, care yes. of. Yes. And that's the difference. And that's what I'm saying is like when we, when, as we're moving to counter service and everything else, that's what we're going to lose. And so, but here, let me tell you this. This is funny because I had an experience just completely on the other side of things from you last night is I took the clutch of birthday boys to lion's tap. Oh, so Jake's favorite, one of his favorite spots. Yeah, it's totally one of his favorite spots and it's burgers. And you know, here's the thing about lion's tap that you people don't, maybe they don't get it, but it's team service down there. Like you don't like you have someone who's I at hate your team service. I know, but this, it works because this it does. Is, what, have you ever been to lion's tap? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So it's burgers, you know, and you're basically ordering, you order your drinks and then you order your burgers. There's no like, we're going to start with an appetizer and... <laughs> an appetizer burger yeah. and a dessert burger right. and a breakfast burger. Yeah, that's it. It's just burgers and drinks. And then there's like fries on the side. And so you're, it's, it's a defi- definitely a different level. But the, the fact of the matter is because it's team service in terms of someone came and she ordered, she took our order and everything else. And then someone else, you know, dropped the food. And then, but they were all, they all made eye contact. They all touched the table. They all said, how are you? What else do you need? What can I get for you? They so all, attentive. Attentive team service. It wasn't that moment of like, I don't have to care because somebody else cared. And I'm, I have not no server it. that I can identify. And when I ask you if you can get me something, you go, oh, let me get your server. Nope. Ooh, nope. So it, if someone was walking by and I say, oh, can I get some mayonnaise? Absolutely. She runs and she, she was not my server. She was walking by, but she went and got me mayonnaise, you know? Yep. And it was like, that's the idea that that is all everyone is together on that so I that is another form like as long as there's that level of of attention and they actually care and I understand that that is a day-to-day thing servers show up and maybe this is an off day maybe it's an on day but that's the situation but I think that's interesting I if you are a server and you're listening I'm gonna give you the Stephanie Hansen tip and you're gonna roll your eyes but if someone asks you for something don't take the time to tell them you're not their server because really they don't care. No, I know. So take the time to go tell the server that has that section, hey, that lady over there wants some mayonnaise. Yeah. Like, I don't need to know. Like, I'm I'll just in your restaurant your as a guest. Yes. Mm-hmm. I know. I, you don't need to identify. Well, just, the, and it's just also, do it. It's also sort of saying, well, you're wrong. Yes. It's and you feel like a dope. You you're wrong. You don't care. You don't want to know. You just want your mayonnaise. Get and your you're mayonnaise. the only person that works here to help me. I love that. 
All right, you guys, we are live at FitFest uh, down on the U of M campus, and we're going to take a quick break. This is the Weekly Dish. We're brought to you by Red Cow and Red Rabbit. This is the Weekly Dish, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We are live at Minneapolis-St. Paul Magazine's FitFest down at the U of M. And just, I keep stepping on your That's corn. okay. We are courting all the health and wellness that we can. We're channeling it. Come down and, uh, you know, learn about some. We have some great nutrition stuff going on right now here. There's some classes happening as we speak. But then later on, we're going to have um, we're gonna have a talk about fermented foods and okay, what I'm are the health benefits. I know. Dying I, about I fermented foods. I specifically booked this guy because I thought Hanson, Hanson wants, wants to, to ferment. Know. She wants to know what this is all about. So. There is a class that I saw at Mississippi Market in March about fermenting your own so, like, kombucha is obviously yes. fermented. I'm not interested in that. But I want to ferment, like, vegetables and pickled vegetables. Well, and that's what this is all about. Yeah. Also, what about um, to consider uh, having, um, uh, sorry, just fermentation, you know, yes. which is just as a wine bar. But they're all about fermentation is the entire thing. Because wine is fermented. Bread is cheese fermented. Cheese is fermented. fermented yep. Meats, pickles, all these things. So, it's kind of it's kind of an excellent idea. And they are doing some fermentation classes as well. Okay. I, haven't, I'm I don't have take, that exact thing, but I, we should it, get them on and talk about we it. We should, because last year, was it last year at Linden Hills Farmer's Market, I hosted like a fermentation festival. I did the emceeing. Yes. And they actually had a class where the guy helped us make cabbage and fennel and onions, and we put it in a mason jar, and then we fermented it. And it was a couple of weeks of watching this thing sort of gurgle and burgle on yes. the counter. We should but make, then it was so tasty. We should make a little, we should, you and I should make like a, like a commitment to ferment. We yes. should like make a project and then like have everybody play along with us and everybody. Maybe we do that as a class. Maybe that we, teach we should. people how to ferment. I know. I'm all about it. We're, <laughs> don't we're you just guys love how we just, on the fly. we just do the show. We do our lives on the show. We sort of make it up as we go. That's I think right. That's all, that's all good. Um, all right. So let's talk a little bit about the James Beard long list, which let's. was announced this week. Um, I think that there is um, some really interesting things. Now, let's be clear. The long list is the semi-final the semi, uh, nomination. So what they do is they have, you know, they have a bunch of people and then they, um, you know, like across the country. But they also people submit nominations. OK, so this isn't just like some random New York guy going, hey, this looks good over here. This is people from our area could submit nominations. Okay. Plus all the people who have been nominated before, I believe, are asked for nominations. So um, so the th interesting thing this year to me, and Dara pointed it out on our blog, that it's kind of, I mean, shocking is the amount of women in the nominations. Which we're, we've, it's been like we've been talking about women in the kitchen and women not only as chefs, but people supporting in the kitchens. Is this the year of the woman? I mean, honestly, with the Me Too organization, you know, the movement and everything else, it seems that people are saying, you know, maybe it's time to, to widen the scope of recognition and understanding. Can we what just... What do you think of that? Okay. It, it's the year of the woman. 50% of our population is women. Wow. <laughs> let's recognize them for once. Let's acknowledge that but they contribute to society. Isn't that weird? Whoa. Isn't that how weird? How groundbreaking. It is so weird. It is, It is though, to, as I say that, I also recognize that there are not a lot of women executive chef positions yes. where women are in them. So no. maybe it is time that we call yeah. attention... So what we get is is Grand Cafe, where you were last night, Jamie, yes, Malone. Jamie Malone. She has been so nominated wonderful. for a big national award. She's up against 
uh, you know, all these people nationally for best restaurant or best new restaurant. Mm-hmm. And that's a thing that, you know, you can only get if you've been open under a year and all this kind of stuff. So it's kind of, I think that's really interesting. Yeah. Her restaurant is exceptional. We and just we talked, talked about all about it. Yeah. So. And then, um, you know, the other Michelle Geyer of Salty Tart also up for best baker in the entire country. I'm just crossing my fingers for that one. Nancy St. Pierre, who owns 112 and Birch yep. Steak and everything along with Isaac Becker. She's up or they're up for best service of the whole country. And she's the service arm of that. So that's they important. They have exceptional service they there. Do. We've talked about that before. And Diane Yang is up for best pastry chef in America. <laughs> Which what? is pretty amazing. That's so great. I think that's awesome. And then, of course, Alex Roberts from Alma is up for best chef in the country. All right. So these are all big. Those are That's Minneapolis taking a stand nationally i think making a statement and in this midwest category weren't we like weren't there more representatives than um like usually yes. it's a little more balanced between but we seemed like we had a lot more I in feel, the midwest category yeah i mean we have you know there's there's people there's you know bouvette bavette uh la boucherie in milwaukee you know ardent in milwaukee uh there's also you know corvino in st louis and elena in st louis if they've got Four Quarter in Madison. So there's a and lot Lisa of... And Lisa Carlson for Lisa Chef Carlson. Shack in Wisconsin. I know, which is kind of funny. Yeah. I know, Bay City, Wisconsin. We sort of own that in our minds. But I think like even... I mean, it's so weird because I sort of feel like Madison and Minneapolis and all these places are all tied together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, I don't know. Like, I, it's funny to have, to me, to have the Missouri people on there. You know? I thought an interesting new pick was Christina um, Nijin from High High. Yeah, Win Christina Wynn. That's how you say her name. You do? Yeah. N-G-U-E-N is win? Yes. Amazing. Yes. Thank you for telling me that. Gosh. <laughs> it's, Just it's, going around yep. saying Nijin yep. for a long time. Uh, so Christina is obviously of Ola Repa. Yes. And the thing about her, I think, is that when Ola opened, they were a food truck, and it's she and her husband, Ger- Burke, and they have you know work it together, and then they open whole Ola Repa, and I think a lot of people didn't even know that Christina was the chef because it wasn't like this thing. It was just them working their restaurant. And I think because, and I'm just going to say it, because Ola is sort of casual in its, I mean, it's really good food, Yep. but it's an arepa, which isn't like a fine dining kind of thing it's to eat. It's a street eat. food. I think people overlook the art, artistry of what they did. Yeah. And at High High, I think that comes out a little bit more. Not only that, but I think it's because her level of... Uh, because it's from her her family roots. Her it's interpretation Vietnamese. of the Vietnamese yes. culture yes. comes and out in the food. I kind of can't wait for you to read uh, in Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. Dara wrote the review for Hi Hi, and it is just, it's beautiful. Oh, spot excellent. It tells the stories of Christina's, you know, her family and and eating fern cakes in the church basements. and That's what I want to know about, exactly. eating fern cakes in the church basement. Yes. And Just so, like we're eating fish fry in the church basement yes, right now. Yes, and so it's that idea of, like, taking something and, and finally feeling confident enough in yourself to say, I can do this and represent this well enough. This is why she's a very interesting pick. I would love to see this go all the way. Yes, I would. And I would say that, you know, there's a lot of people on there who have done this a lot longer. I mean, Gavin Kaysen's on there and Kim is on there. You know, besides Lisa Carlson, we have Stephen Brown, Thomas Bamer, like all these guys, you know, are very solidly rooted in the culture. But I also understand that what she's doing to me is 
very interesting and very cool. So is this to, uh, this is a question. So Michelle Geyer is back in pa- her pastry category. She is up for Baker. Baker. Okay. Yeah. So there's Baker and there's pastry. There was confusion many years because they had put, because they didn't have a Baker category. Okay. Because she was in Best Chef. Yes. Midwest, and mm-hmm. that was going to be a hard category. And she's amazing. Don't get me wrong, whether she's a baker or a chef, whatever you want to call her. Right. But if you're being put up against um, people that are doing like Tom, what Thomas Bamer is doing, and then you're Michelle and you're just doing baked goods, it's not really a fair comparison. Well, and I will say that this is, you know, to me, there's an interesting discussion about what makes a restaurant because she w- didn't have a full service restaurant right. up until now. Yes, and, and now it's in Lower year. Town. Right. And so there was, you know, there was a bakery kiosk and there was, you know, a place where you could go and get, you know, she was making sandwiches and she was making food not just bakery items but yet it was not you couldn't it wasn't like a restaurant you right, know what I mean right. and so I, I feel like there's a difference with that I don't know if that's you know just and I, I know that James, the James Beard Association is always trying I give them kudos for not just sitting in the muck and going this is what we do they're trying to evolve yeah they're trying to figure things out and they're trying to be relevant to everybody and that's why they moved the award ceremonies from New York to Chicago because they realize if we're going to be a national, if we're not just going to be New York centric, we want to be a national force for recognition, then we have to be in the middle of the country. Yeah, I and get I, that. I thought that was really, and I've had my feelings about them because I do feel that this long list is something feelings. to celebrate. I know, because I think that when we get to the short list, that what I'm worried about is that this is the nod that they're giving us. But then when we get to the short list, it's going to be status quo. Yeah, like all of our people won't have any representation right. at all, or it'll except go, for maybe one. Well, and it'll all go to boys again. You well, know what I mean? Like, it'll just go like, oh, well, then here we gave you the long list. You should <laughs> we'll be happy with that. We'll have to see how that goes. I know. That'll be interesting. So there you go. That's the James Beard um, information. The short list is being announced on March 14th. Okay. And so we'll get to know... <clears throat> who is actually going to go to the awards to be to see who wins. So we'll find that out and those are, I think are in the like the last week of April or May. All right. There your, we go. Your restaurant issue hit the newsstands. Yes. I'm a subscriber. It's still in my plastic packaging. I just got it the day before yesterday. Yeah, it is the best restaurants. It is the MSP 50 and a lot along these lines. There's a lot of like bubbling right now about restaurants in terms of, you know, there's, you know, a lot like with the James Beard Awards and then our list is coming out and then yep. you know, the Charlie Awards are this week or next week or something. But the point is, is what I love about the MSP 50 and what I want you to think about when you guys are picking up this, this copy of this magazine is that we really, really strove to represent the full way that people eat in terms like, you know, last night I wanted a place to take my kids that was going to be really good food and going to be fun and it was going to be casual and easy in and easy out. That's an important recognition point. There should be a restaurant that's a great restaurant for that instead of just me. I couldn't have taken Jake and his clutch to Grand Cafe last night. Right. So right. why just do those upper tier echelon restaurants? They're, they're represented in the 50, but we wanted to make sure that we got in pizza places and dive bars and, you know, you're ta- oh, you're Tiny ramen places. Got it. It's actually not new, but it's the first time I'm really sort of explaining it to people because they go, well, how come so-and-so's not in there? And I said, well, because it's 50. And the point is, is that we want to really focus, give you a laser focus this year about maybe like where, where could you go for your full life of eating? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to have to look at the I, I know, now issue that, with a different eye to that. When you think about that, because of course Grand Cafe's in there. Of course Belcour's in there. Of course Spoon and Stable but are in there. But give me someone that's like... Brunson's Pub is in there. Oh! And 
and I wanted I you to scream I, so she loud. She always screams. I love Brunson's Pub because I love Molly and Thomas, the owners. They are real hospitalitarians. That's why they're in there. They just make you feel so warm in there. It's on pain, so they're very involved in their neighborhood. Tori Ramen is in there. I like that place. Tori too. Ramen is like a quick shop. You know, you stop in, you get your ramen, and it's just so good, and it's so intentional, and it's so they're so lovely. And things like that, like those are important to me to make sure that Bep Eatery in the Skyway is in there because you that love is that place. I do, and they are so they are they have really fresh food that you can get really fast, and they are so friendly, and they are always smiling, and they will do whatever they can to make you happy. How is that not a best restaurant? Think about it. I mean, it is. It is. I think it is. So this is how I want you guys to think about this in terms of I want this issue to fit into your everyday life. But I can see that Bep Eatery being a best restaurant could cause some yes. eyebrow wrinkles from some of the foodorati in yeah, town. And I'm sure it will. And I'm sure that there are people and there are places that were not on this list that I would have put on this list. But when we hold to 50 so that we can say that we're really trying to serve the reader, because if you do more than 50, you're really running into a crazy place. I mean, you're really running into too much and everybody so all right well there we, we go. are yeah, gonna go ahead and take a break and you know we are sponsored by red cow and red rabbit luke shimp's gonna come on in hour two with some very exciting news about red rabbit and red cow 50th in france it's their five-year anniversary today wow whoop, whoop. wow fish fry we'll be right back we'll be right back Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie March. Stephanie Hansen is running across the uh, gym because she is so shopping, shopping with all of her loveliness at FitFest, which is happening right now. We are live on the U of M campus at the center. I don't know what the center is called. Do you guys know? But the it's the fitness center. Yeah, University of Minnesota Recreation Rec and center. Wellness Center. It's an amazing center. There's a lot of people here, and there's a lot of cool. Th- there's so much to shop for. Well, and I was just. Like, I mean, Ellie and Harmony will talk about this. I'm sure. Yeah, I don't want to steal their shopping thunder, but there are a lot of local makers here yeah. making cl- Radiate Yoga has clothing, very cute clothing that I'm going to be purchasing. I think a shirt. And then uh, what there's, they were telling us that our friend Elizabeth Reese is the spokesperson for a company called Bravina that has skin care yeah. that's made locally. So that was cool. I know. All right. There's a lot of great stuff. And again, you can take classes. You can try your hand at, uh, you know, some some nutrition stuff. And we're going to be talking with one of the uh, one of the doctors later who is talking about fermented foods. And that's going to be exciting. Yes. All right. So this is the segment. And I need to get music for this segment. That we call oh, dribs and drabs. Stephanie's dribs and drabs. Yes, um, these are just little teeny tiny food notes or food things that are interesting to me, but maybe we don't have twelve minutes to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> but they're still <laughs> worth discussing. So yeah, I've got my little dribs and drabs. Um, okay, yeah, I need to get some music for dribs and drabs. Okay. It would make it much more dramatic. But the first thing I want to talk about is that El Burrito Mercado yep. is going into the Pepito space yes. in Minneapolis. Yes. People are very excited about that. Uh-huh. Um, they were the family that owned Pepito's. The, the matriarch has been ill. The family has been trying to run it and has been having some hard times. And they approached El Burrito and said, hey, is there something here? So talk about, I love the way that this transpired, that this guy's vision and his dream is able to transfer to another family that would carry that on. Um, El Burrito is going to be doing a bar there and they're going to be doing their food, but also they'll have some grab and go items. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, that's going to be a wonderful addition. And I Should like- be open in June. Yep. Um, here's something that I'm really not sure about. Okay. 
the Cat Cafe. Yeah, the Cat Cafe. It's huh? open in Uptown. Yep. Yep. Who wants to have coffee with someone's cat so that's not your own people. laying all over so with many their people. hair? So many I people. know. I know. I don't. But listen, this is not the way you think it is. Because really? you're assuming that they're just like you're there to get coffee and there's cats everywhere. There's a cat lounge. It's separate from the coffee area. So you get up, you walk in, and you can grab your coffee and you can sit down. But then you have to make a reservation to go cuddle with the kitties. That's almost weirder. Is it? Yes, because then are we so starved for Yes. <laughs> comfort and affection as a society that yes. we need to go and cuddle a cat with our coffee? Well, think about it this way. Think about it this way. If you are a human who maybe you can't have a cat because your partner is allergic to cats. Okay. And you're, you know, and you're going to sit on your laptop anyway and do okay. like a three hours of work. Having a little something purring on your lap is not a bad thing. I do love animals. Don't get I me wrong. And I love cats. But Well, here's the other thing. All I their cats don't. are rescue cats, so they are adoptable. So you could go and test drive a cat and then be like, this is my cat. I need this cat and adopt it. Okay. <laughs> I it like just weird because I'm championing this like for you and I, I don't I think it's just as weird. But, but I do. But that feels okay. I just can we not mix these things with like the word cafe. Like I, I just know. I no, don't know. and that's why I was like and someone's Let's like Let's have a cat comfort lounge. Right. Right. And maybe there's why snacks does, and yeah, water and but it's not like a it's cafe. It's not a cafe. I know. They call it cafe meow and I'm like it's not a cafe. I'm not putting it in my restaurant directory. I'm not going to do that. No, but people are going to like it, but it still makes me feel they a little go, awkward. I'm I not loved it in lie. the feed. I wrote it up and I was like, you know, I said, how's the coffee? Who cares? <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> okay. This other piece of news is so confusing to me. Okay. Tell me about Andrew Zimmern's restaurant, I, I, not restaurant. No. Why should we talk about it when there's nothing to say? He hasn't, there's no, there's no announcement. There's nothing. Because I think it, okay, here's why we have to talk about it. Okay. Because you had a giant event during the Super Bowl. It was a party. It wasn't an event. It was a private party. That's the other thing. Okay. I'm still going to keep going. Okay. You had a giant event during the Super Bowl, a private party where people were at, where there were pictures and glitterati. And I'm not having a good internet connection to find the name of this place, but it was Lucky called like Cricket. Lucky Cricket. Yes. And you served noodle um, buckets and there was this whole thing like, oh, is Andrew Zimmern doing a restaurant? Well, here's the deal. I want to know, is Andrew Zimmern doing a restaurant? And nobody well, seems to know. Yeah. I mean, he is. I mean. He's not officially said. But this is the point. Why should we report it when he hasn't officially said? That's the other thing. It's not like, it's like. I don't know. I get into that weird space because he's he's you know he's got a lot of tentacles in a lot of places, and there was a private party that you know there was a thing and and but what if there isn't? What if it's not all put together yet? Are you saying that like if he was just sort of presenting a fun night of the party was called Lucky Cricket and so he did okay a, a fun thing? You and, and I are going to have a fight about this. Okay. First of all, you're Andrew Zimmern. So everything you do has intention of your brand. Yes. You're not just like stumbling into a party that you named Lucky Cricket and, oh, it's just a fun party slogan. There's intention behind it. When you have a party at your house, we don't come over and it's um, Betty's Bakery. We have Burn Party, but it wasn't like Lucky Cricket Cafe. It wasn't Lucky Cricket Restaurant. It was just the party was called Lucky Cricket. There was a band. Somebody was passing food. There was no menu. There Don't was no, make me change my mind. There was nothing that meant to me that said that this is a restaurant concept. There was nothing okay. other than other than a, that 
those of us in the industry know that he is has been looking for people to but here's the other thing there is an ad yes he's looking for people to staff this chinese you know restaurant or asian restaurant yep but at the same time it may never happen here this may be something that's happening in california this okay. may be something that happens in boston so in a weird way i feel strange i also by the way know of a ton of different concepts from different chefs who have ideas but they don't have the space they don't have the funding yet they don't have i just don't report on them so I feel like... Well, I'm not asking you to no, report. No, 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 I know, but I'm just saying that, like, for... I think that it does damage to places when we do too much, like, of this, speculation. like... Speculation. Oh, they want us to speculate. That's why they well, do it. And Zimmern wants us to speculate. Of course he does. <laughs> That's the part I'm like, oh, something smells. So we're moving on. Okay. Um, I have a new chip. I have two new chip news. Chip news. One is we're going to do in top two an hour two. I have two bags here of a new chip that is produced by a company called Deep River. Okay. It is an organic company and it is a guy that his kid was crazy about Doritos. Yep. And he like one day was reading all the chemicals that are in Doritos and there's a chemical in there that keeps you wanting to eat them. Yeah. This whole food science. So he has developed something called Honchos. That are all natural, so I have two bags here, and we're going to taste test those. Okay. But in the meantime, there is a new, um, I'm having internet connection problems, but a new ruffle chip. Yep. Mozzarella stick ruffles. In or out? Out. Oh, they look so good. But I don't understand. If I want... It's a, like, cheesy marinara-y situation on a chip. Mm. I mean, is there actual cheese on it? I don't understand. Well, is there ever actual cheese oh, on a is, chip? This it's is a, a potato, potato chip potato flavor. Chip. Okay, I got yes. you. I got you. Um, no, I guess I want the cheese. <laughs> um, if you're going to promise me cheese, I want the cheese. No, I mean, the Doritos, really I guess, good. are cheesy. Are cheese. I'm just trying to mentally go through this. I think that... Uh, but mozzarella is such a mild... You know what I mean? Like, the reason you love mozzarella is because of the pull and the milkiness of it, which I don't know if that transfers into a powdered form as well okay you know like cheddar is sharp and so you get a big flavor with it that's why it works as a powdered yeah i don't know okay the other um the other thing i want to tell you about is a new trend and you're already sort of cranky so you're just gonna roll your eyes pasta nachos yeah so this is just like big rigatoni so it's pasta. Not, so it's just pasta, like cut into squares to no, look like. No, not even. It's just pasta on a plate. Wait, are you saying uncooked pasta, like crunchy pasta? Why is this happening? I know. I don't understand. <laughs> Wait, I gotta look. I gotta. You can't look because we're not having internet connectivity. Okay. It is okay, a. Yeah, it is a plate of pasta, like one layer. Okay. That has a sauce, like a marinara. So pasta. Or another kind of sauce, and then cheese on it, melted, and then garnishes on top. So it's pasta. So it's just a plate of pasta. Why are we calling it nachos? Are you supposed to eat it with your fingers? It's like, why do we call tachos tachos? They're just tater tots with stuff on them. It's the same thing. But those are both finger food. Pasta is not finger food. It can be if it's in a larger rigatoni type and there's sauce on it. But sauce, to me, like, okay, let me just put it this way. There's sauce on a hey, tacho. Yes. yes. Way to cut it, but we got to oh, go sorry. to break. All right. <laughs> all right, Hope. We'll fight about this later. We're listening to the Weekly Dish presented by Red Rabbit and Red Cow. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. This is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. We're going to answer some uh, emails and some stuff because we are... We're we're talking too long. <laughs> well, and we did clarify during the break yes. that the pasta nachos aren't just rigatoni. 
Let's be clear about it's something. It's a sheet of pasta cut into a pasta chip. And then fried. So, so it's a little so it's puffy. Like a fried, which I've done like the fried pasta dough before, and that's kind of good. I, I'm not again. In fact, Moochie's, when they did that thing at Surly, they had a timpano, which was basically like a pasta hot pocket. Oh, was, okay. And you they said you loved the pasta hot pocket. It was pocket. like ridiculous <laughs> yummy, and I would... I'd be all about that pasta hot pocket any day of the week. You so, are a pasta hot pocket. I am. So you got that going I for love you. it. Hey, we're live at FitFest, by the way, downtown uh, in, on the U of M campus. You know, there's all sorts of fitness happening around us. And plus, you know, there's lots of... Lots uh, of local makers, there's too. There's a lot of makers. There's makers a lot of Makers clothing, people making uh, essential oils. Yep. People making... Jewelry. Planks out of themselves. Wellness things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there's a plank challenge in front of us. And I every time someone goes into it, I'm like... How long can you plank for? Like a second? No, I don't know. I've never timed myself. I don't know. Okay, I, I feel could, like we need to do this. No, 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 no. <laughs> You're competitive. I know, but I don't need to fail. Come on. We just heard yeah. a commercial for the MyTalk Instagram page. That's that's Insta-worthy. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. Hey, we did get a, we got a, someone who emailed that I, you tried to answer and it wasn't, it didn't help her. So she, I'm going to put it to the air. She was a little bit she, put off by us. Yep. So here's the deal. She says, uh, this is from Mary, and she says, well before your time, there was a bar in St. Paul on 94 going east towards Wisconsin. I think it was called Studio 94. And I think I remember it's past the Sunray yep. Shopping Center. And she said they serve the best hurricane cocktail there that I have ever had. I was wondering if by chance you had run across the recipe for this. I would love to make them for friends, but can't remember what was in there except a slice of orange and cherry. Now, you responded with, well, here's the traditional hurricane cocktail recipe for Mardi Gras. Like, sounds great. You know, I think you said Smack Shack makes a great one. Yep, they do. And uh, that did not satisfy her. No, she was like, it was white. It was white. It is not that cocktail. So we throw it out to the listeners because you're smarter than us. Yep. If anybody went to this restaurant and had a white hurricane uh, at the Studio 94 in St. Paul, yeah. going east on 94, and no Clear, knows- boozy hurricane. Because normally- With an orange and a cherry. An orange and a cherry. I mean, normally it's got some- Fruit juice. Yeah. And it is rum, white rum, sometimes dark rum, yeah. and then some sort of fruit juice, but that usually would turn it pink or orange or some right. variation of. And we're just wondering, maybe it was yeah, super she was, strong. <laughs> she was just like, that is not the right one. No, no. And she just so, was, yeah, she's anyone. just looking for, so if anybody has that. Um, the other one is someone, Tracy was calling, she said her coworker just came back from France and said that she went out to eat and tried raclette for the first time, and she's intrigued. Um, and there is no such thing as too much cheese. And she was wondering if there's a place around town that does raclette. Well, Surdix has a raclette sets that you can rent mm-hmm. or oh, you buy. Can rent them? Yes. And you can also have them do it for you in like a catered affair. Yeah. And they sell the cheese there. Yeah. So that's a good place to start your raclette journey. But you may just, if you're really into it, may want to just go to a cooking store like Kitchen Window or Cooks and And buy buy one. one. And they're not that expensive. And my kids gave me one for Christmas. And it is just, it is a lot of fun. It's a great sort of thing to do for, uh, you know, kind of actually like a cold day like today where you're just like you don't really want to make a full dinner but you could do potatoes and do you want to explain what raclette is for so, people that maybe don't know yeah raclette is is this device it's sort of like a tabletop it sits on your table and it's kind of like a broiler it's like a tabletop broiler and you basically put the little pieces of cheese into these trays and then you kind of broil it from the top down and it gets bubbly and melty and then usually you have potatoes and ham and some cornichon some pickles and you sort of then spread the cheese. You pour the cheese over the melted cheese over this. So stuff. how is it different than fondue? 
you don't dip into it, you spread on top. Got it. And traditionally in the Alps and in, in France, they have the wheel of cheese cut in half, and they put the broiler on top of the cheese, and then they it slides down Yum. the wheel of cheese onto your plate, which is marvelous. Anytime you're discussing wheel of cheese wheel and sliding down, cheese. that's a real good. It's a super good thing. I mean, I'm saying... That there's never too much cheese. Just like we talked about with the Juicy Lucy from the Lexington. There's yes, ne- which there's never lost too much to Bobby cheese. Flay in the Food Network <laughs> Challenge because it had too much, much cheese, cheese, which is just absurd. But that's when you think about context. You think about those people didn't have the context to understand a Juicy Lucy. That's the right. The same thing as if you were given, like, you know, chicken feet dumplings and you were like, these are weird. But yet, you know, they eat, eat them, them all over China. China. I know. By the way, happy uh, Chinese New Year. Started I yesterday. love Chinese New Year. It's fun. Year of the dog. Yeah. There it is. It is the year of the dog. We're going to go ahead. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll have Luke Shimp in the next hour from Red Cow and Red Rabbit, the sponsor of our show. We will also have um, fermented we'll be, foods. We'll, we'll have a chat about fer- fermented foods and how to stay fit. When we get back. We'll from right Fit back. Fest Live at MSP Mag's Fit Fest.